1: Well, Vancouver appears poised to review a policy that uh, has shaped the city skyline for decades. You can love them, you can hate them, but the so-called view cones in our city have been a critical feature of Vancouver's development policy since 1989. And as I said, uh, the policy has literally shaped the city skyline. The view cones were designed to preserve ocean and mountain views from 26 specific locations in the city and have limited the size and location of new construction. Well, a motion will be presented tomorrow at Vancouver City Hall uh, where uh, city staff would be told to conduct a review of Vancouver's view protection guidelines to determine the amount of additional housing, job space and public benefits if various view cones were removed. Well, joining me now to talk about view cones and this new motion is Brent Todarian. He's a city planner, urbanist at Todd Urban Works. He's a former chief planner in the city of Vancouver and now advises cities all over the world on City Planning Needs. Brent, thank you for joining us today.
0: My pleasure, Jess.
1: Now, many have said that view cones have, have helped to shape this city, the look of the city, the skyline, and you know, helped with the broader uh, conversation around livability. Um, in your mind, as a former city planner, someone who focuses on urbanism, what role have view cones played in building this city and many others around North America?
0: Well, when I think about how um, view corridors were first discussed back in the 1980s, there was a recognition that the downtown was going to dramatically and radically change and recognizing that the backdrop of the back of the downtown are the mountains. We often talk about the view cones being about the water in the mountains, but really the protective view corridors are about the connection to the mountains in particular. We have something called street end views that protect the view down to the water. But the view corridors are about the mountains. As a backdrop, if you think about how you would frame a picture on your wall, the mountains are the backdrop, the skyline is the foreground. And there was a very strong interest in designing the downtown in a way that fits into, respects, reflects, pays some um, uh, homage to our fantastic setting. Because, you know, one of the old sayings about Vancouver was it was a setting in search of a city. I think Peter Ustinov or somebody said that decades ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver was a beautiful setting in search of a city. And so when we started to really radically, and this is way before my time, when we started to dramatically change and build the city, there was a feeling that said, let's not disconnect the city we're building to its setting. Let's fully connect uh, or, or at least do our best to connect. Our city to this amazing setting. And so, this idea, which was my, I, as chief planner, this was my predecessor's predecessor, Ray Spaxman, who first did this. Um, the idea was to create, in midair, if you look at the drawings of it, the downtown was flat. And in midair, you would draw these framed views and say, as the city built up around this area, it would not touch this framed view. And it was, it, some of these old drawings, these historic drawings, almost look a bit ridiculous because these things are just hovering in midair with no city around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see the picture now and you see how the city is literally built around these lines that were drawn back in and approved by council back in 1988.
1: So in your mind, so, they've been successful, the, the, the concept well, they, of you. Well, they've
0: been, they've been achieved. You know, the funny thing about anything that's subjective is using the word successful is going to get some people mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know whether or not they've been successful in their po- pol- in, in great city building that is certainly a subjective debate. But in terms of actually achieving the policy intent, boy, they were followed. And they were adhered to, and in and in North American city building that is somewhat remarkable that mm-hmm. in the context of probably the single biggest Downtown building boom in North America. Vancouver has built more of its downtown in the last few decades than just about any city in North America. It's amazing how uh, these lines that were drawn back in 1988 to protect views from key public places to key elements of the, the mountain range, the Lions, etc., cetera, um, have been protected and adhered to. And they've been protected over dozens and dozens of projects. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the lines that was always said, when I became chief planner in 2006, uh, they, were, they had been in place for decades already. And one of the things I certainly understood is that it takes dozens of decisions to protect these view corridors. And in fact, dozens of decisions had been made to protect them. And only one decision to block them. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you, put, if you allowed even one building to block them, then those dozens of other previous decisions don't matter because the view is blocked. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of pressure to say, well, if we're going to block them, we better be really sure we know what we're doing and that's what we want to do relative to the values at play in our city building, what we consider most important, etc. So uh, it it, it might interest you to know that when I uh, came in as chief planner in 2006, there was tremendous pressure for me as the new guy, to let exceptions happen uh, to, uh, to into the view corridors. And rather than that, I said, let's do the review that had always been promised. When they were brought in in 1989, there was a commitment to do a 10-year review. I think it was 10 years. And that never happened. It never happened in 1999. So when I was in, 2000, uh, in the position as 2006, I said, let's do that review that was promised, and let's see If it's true what the developers and the architects are saying, which is that nobody cares about these views to the mountains, let's have a public conversation. Mm -hmm. Let's review the nature, the value, the benefit, the amount of actual development that's actually affected by these different view corridors. And let's make a decision about Mm -hmm. do we tweak them? Do we throw them out? Do we keep them? Do we tweak them? Do we tweak some? Do we get rid of others? And that whole process happened in 2009, And we literally brought it to council the month before the 2010 Winter Olympics. We brought it in January of 2010. And there was a big surprise because we had even recommended uh, the possibility of making strategic tweaks, adjustments that would allow more housing in the downtown. But the public outcry at the time was so largely in favor of protecting them that the council of the day, which I which I'm here to tell you was predisposed to changing or even getting rid of some of them, the Council of the Day decided not to, and they decided at the last minute. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the, the view corridors weren't changed, and actually four more were added.
1: Uh, and I think we have uh, twenty six now, twenty six or twenty seven, I think. And and just to,
0: I, I, d- uh, I think it was I thought it was twenty eight, and then we added four for thirty two. Okay. Uh, I saw I saw recently that one of the councilors was saying twenty six, so I might be remembering wrong. Yeah, I've but seen, it's just over thirty.
1: Yeah, so there you go. I've seen 26, 27, Now you're telling me thirty. But and and and, to, 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 and they do override the city's community plans. Um, that do allow for taller buildings at times. And so it does have a significant impact. Now, do you think the conversation around housing and housing crisis is enough of an argument to perhaps override some of those view cones uh, or perhaps not consider them as uh, and make them as important as they were perhaps in past Uh, development decisions. Do you think this is the right way to go? Or do you think we should be doing what you said, which is, let's go back and review the view cones and bring a policy in the context of a housing crisis, uh, rather than saying we have a housing crisis, perhaps we don't need this stuff anymore?
0: Well, I 100% agree with council when they say that if you're going to rethink the view cones, you do, do it in the context of a review you don't just send the message that we might allow exceptions because then every developer in every application will think they are the ones who gets the exception. And very soon they'll be gone completely whether you want them to be or not. The, question, the reasonable thing to do is to do, I think, what Council did, which is, say, or is about to do this week, which is to launch a review. I think it's important for that review, like the one in 2010, and it's 13 years later now, Um, like the one in 2010, be open-minded, be um, evidence-based, be Mm -hmm. analytical, not be emotional, not be reductionist and lazy. I see a lot of the debate going on on social media between people who just absolutely um, hate development and thus are protecting the view corridors or want absolutely no restrictions on new development and thus hate even zoning, let alone uh, view corridors, And I don't find either of those positions particularly helpful. I think that what there can be is a values-based discussion about as we are building our city, as thus ever it was, how do we want to build our city? What do we value in that process? What things are we preserving and protecting for the Commonwealth, which is the way my predecessors used to put it. Public views like this are a part of the Commonwealth that gets preserved for the larger community. But... How do you weigh the importance of that in the which is very subjective in the context of a very real very quantifiable housing crisis climate crisis public infrastructure crisis social equity crisis etc and so uh i am often saying to cities that i advise all over the world if we are still thinking the way we were thinking 20 or 30 years ago in the face of the crises that we have then we're not paying attention to, frankly, how much pressure there is to do things differently and better. So I am fully supportive of a review, but I want it to be a thoughtful review, an evidence-based review, and not with a pre-conclusion, not with the idea that I already know what I want and I'm just going through the motions Mm -hmm. to get to that result.
1: Brent, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Great conversation, and uh, and I know this is going to be an issue front and center for a little while at City Hall, that's for sure. Thanks for your time. My pleasure.